the Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Good afternoon, White Sox Weekly, indeed, on the air, 25, 25, 25, that's right, 25 days, days until opening day. Harry Tynowitz, good afternoon, good to see you. It's always good to be seen, Carm, especially by you. I need to let you know, Harry. Yes. That today is a very special day. Today is till Pachki Day. Till what? Pachki Day. Pa- oh, one of those. Yeah, not one a, of those. Not, not, not all that familiar. Dylan Cease on the show today, sat down with Adam Hogue. We are efforting the broadcast team as well. One hour from now, exactly, we'll already be into White Sox baseball. White Sox and the Cubs Today, right here on 720 WGN Farmio and DJ with you on the call. We are the lead-in to spring training baseball, Harry. Yep, I'm pretty sure that's the only place in the city you can get that game today, and it'll be pretty fun. White Sox, a nice win yesterday. Absolutely, and there is uh, some breaking news, Harry, but before we get to that, uh, let me just tell you that uh, today, because you always like to bring it up to me, Harry, you always are, you're into my personal life more than I'm into my personal life. Yeah, sure, well, because you have one, I don't. uh, That's not true. You have your own amazing things going on there. Yes, by the way, thank you to that Wisconsin State Trooper last night. Really? What happened? Nothing. Everything's fine. Nothing happened. Don't read any blogs. Where? Why were you in Wisconsin? Can we ask that? For the Beloit International Film Festival. Oh. Please, guest artist starring Jeff Daniels. The Beloit International Film Festival, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Don Clark, Chicago Magic Lounge. Okay. All right. I. That sounds amazing. Tell me your story. What Two happened Two-year to anniversary today, Harry. Two years. So a very special happy anniversary to the old uh, Chelsea Banana. Two years it was three. Oh, this is cute. I remember this. Three, you guys have a dating anniversary. Three, three, oh, three, that's cute. Three, three, twenty seventeen was our first date. And oh, how cute! Isn't that adorable? So and where, where did you guys go on your first date? Nah, we're not doing that. All right, so <laughs> what are you not doing? That? You just brought it up. It, it, the unfortunately, where we went is no longer in existence. Uh oh. So I don't know if that that's tell a, you. The, perhaps a sign of bad things to come. I don't know. Bottle fork, no longer cooking. But uh, the Langham was where we the, the, the date continued. On the first night? Well, just for a... The just, Langham just, Hotel? Just for a post-drink. Did not did not experience the rooms, Harry. Oh, I'm, I not, see. I'm not that type of guy. The rooms are great. I'm a classy individual. The rooms are awesome. So here's Tim Anderson on the 2019 Chicago White Sox, courtesy of Scott Merkin, 23 hours ago. Quote, I feel really good. We have a chance to shock some people. We'll see what happens. The White Sox are doing a great job bringing good people in this locker room. Great personalities fit in with us. That is your leader. That is your shortstop. That is the guy that was very happy that the Manny Machado Derby was done using some solid profanity to, I don't know, how would you put it, to... To, 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 to let every, yeah, to let everyone know he was damn happy that we are moving along. So I, I am, um, I'm expecting a big year out of Tim, and I just would like to remind White Sox fans, who, by the way, if you are an angry White Sox fan, mm-hmm. just like Rick Hahn was an angry general manager and Kenny Williams was upset too with Manny Machado, if you're an angry White Sox fan and you want to get it out, Feel free. We're here for you. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Just like to remind everybody, 
There's a place in this world for an angry Sox fan. And, and, and an optimistic one. We, I, we, optimism is also welcomed. 312-981-7200. The one thing that makes you most optimistic about 2019 would love some positivity flowing on a Sunday. Well, how about, let's, let's, let's start with TA. 7 for 14. Out of the gate in the Cactus League, 7 for 14, including two two-baggers, one three-bagger, and a tater. He has yet to swipe a base. He has not tried yet. But Tim Anderson, I, I say this year, 40 steals. Wow. Going with a big 4 roll. See, for me, it's going to be about the on-base percentage coming up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about the defense being just as solid would be fine. But if he's even better, better than that. That needs to be better. Well, he was, he was great last well, year. I'm saying he was great at the end of last year. I would say he was great for like five months of last year. I, maybe a little bit of a slow start. T- I mean, he'll tell you. He told us. That's what he said to us. Yeah, I think he's being hard on himself. Well, good. I'd much rather have that than a guy that's full of himself no, that reads his own press clippings and believes it. No question. No question. Uh, on the mound yesterday, Harry mentioned White Sox won yesterday, 10-6 over the Rockies. Carlos Rodon uh, got the start. He threw three innings, gave up three hits, gave up three runs. All of them were earned. He walked one, struck out two. But he sang the- a song of threes. Yes, and people are paying attention to Carson Fulmer. I'm paying attention to Carson Fulmer. One and two-thirds out of the bullpen yesterday. Two hits, a couple of earned runs, walked one, struck out two. So I wish he would never walk anybody again. But uh, our guy Dylan Covey, who uh, is in the mix, uh, two innings of only one hit ball, didn't give up anything, struck out one. Dylan Covey's going to be there for you. <laughs> Dylan Covey's going to have an ERA under two. Sox fans, single-game tickets are on sale now. Join us for an exciting 2019 season filled with great giveaways and promotions all season long. Lower-level tickets start at just $20. Visit WhiteSox.com to purchase your tickets today. Check it out. Pick 10 plans are on sale now. Get ready for the 2019 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents. Go ahead, anybody you want. Your schedule starts at just $129. Visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan today. Real quick, let's, uh, let's get a Tim Anderson thought from our guy Ron, who is out there. I think driving around. What's up, Ron? Welcome to WGN. Hey, guys. Look here. 50 year White Sox fan, and uh, I'm optimistic about the season. Uh, regarding Tim Manson, I, it, it seems like now that he is emerging uh, as uh, a leader of this of this team. I like, you know, the comments that he makes. But then more importantly, you, know, you can't be a leader unless you're producing on the field. Now, I know it's early, but uh, – he he started out pretty good. The end of last season, he got better with his with his defense. So uh, I just wanted to make that comment. Looking forward to um, John Mancata getting settled down at um, third base. But uh, hey, you know, guys, I think we're going to uh, the Sox are going to have a pretty good season. But again, uh, Jim Anderson, they gave him a contract, so he was one of the pivotal people that they uh, looked forward to when they were starting to do the rebuild. Looking forward to a really nice season from Tim Manson, because of the leader of the White Sox. Thanks, guys. You got it, Ron. Appreciate your call. And uh, lineup today is Leury leaning off. He's been having a pretty good spring. Have you been following the Leury spring? Oh, yeah. Tell us more. Well, I mean, he he did three hits the other day. All right. And, um, you know, if if you're going to get – you know, they'd, they'd let Avi go, but if you're going to get a Garcia, you know, um, offensive season from Leary, you're going to be in good shape. If you're looking to follow Avi, he's now a Tampa Bay 
Ray. One of the three one of the three teams ranked ahead of the White Sox for having a better minor league system by MLB.com, which, which I which we will get to. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have that coming up. Your White Sox are number four, and yes, the Rays. Just to follow up on that, they are number two. Uh, Leuri Yohan Moncada batting second, playing third base. Yeah, but as our caller Ron was talking about, that will be interesting. As he makes the transition, we'll see how much. I would assume that that is going to be Nick Madrigal. Uh, well, I don't think that's coming this year, but I would assume that uh, I. I wouldn't think you'd be moving Yoan back and forth. I would assume he's going to be getting most of his at bats, most of his playing time at third base. Habreu's at first. Yonder Alonso is DHing. Eloy Jimenez in left field batting fifth. Zach Collins, your catcher, hitting sixth. Tim Anderson, the shortstop, batting seventh. Yomer playing second base, hitting eighth. And Adam Engel is playing center field. The starting pitcher today, Manny Banuelos, is on the mound. Can you give us a uh, thumbnail on a Manny Manuelos, Carm? Uh, well, what Manny likes to come in with, uh, he likes to... He's all about emotion. He goes inside early, and then... Uh, He's good off the plate late. Sometimes I like the way the ball comes out of his hand. He's got a good. He's got a clean motion. Yeah, you know, um, uh, the the last caller, Ron, referenced how he likes Tim Anderson's leadership. That is a football thing. You know, uh, he is a football player coming now to play baseball, and he is uh, blossoming. He's getting better every game he plays. I like it that Tim Anderson's speaking up. I like it that he's speaking with his his action speak. He's talking the talk, and he's walking the walk. There we go. And by the way, for for, uh, actual Manny knowledge, who's pitching today, he's been with the Yankees, he's been with the Braves, he's been with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and also the Los Angeles Dodgers came over to the White Sox uh, this past November for a minor league infielder named Justin Yurchik. So that gives you the background on how Manny came to be. Uh... Right. And and your chick and you are celebrating your two-year anniversary today. Born in Durango, Mexico, by the way. Just so you have that. Just so you know that, too, Harry. Thank okay. You. And my two-year anniversary. All right. Uh, Dylan Cease is coming up. And we may talk to Farmio as well. Harry's wearing a Bears Bucks sweet T-shirt today. That is our sweatshirt. Well done. Hope you're having a great Sunday. It's White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. A swing and a high fly ball to right. This is crushed. Got a chance to go. It's going to go to the bridge at right. It's a grand slam for Makata. Sox put a five spot on the A's here in the second. Oh, I love to hear a little Farmio, even when I jump him a little bit. Sorry, Ed. Looking forward to the season here. What was the game last year where Makata hit the granny in extra innings? That against Cleveland? I'm trying to remember. Can't remember what I had for lunch. Not going to be able to pull that right now. Especially, remember, it's your two-year anniversary day. That's true. I was reminded many times today. 312-981-7200. Feel free to text if you uh, do remember that Grand Slam, what day it was. Now, uh, our text line, by the way, today is sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. And also a reminder, 2019 sweet packages are available starting at just five games. You can entertain clients, family, and friends, and Harry Tynowitz with a unique ballpark mm-hmm. experience. Call 312-674-1000 for more information. All right, so Adam Hogue has been down in the desert, Harry. Yes, he has. He's been getting that sun, even though it hasn't been that warm. But he uh, he sat down with one of the White Sox top prospects, somebody that we may see on the mound this year. You never know. Dylan Cease, who, of course, came over with Eloy 
in the trade with the Cubs for Jose Quintana. So, Dylan, how is the vibe? How's the feeling down at spring training? Yeah, so far it's uh, it's been focused, and but at the same time relaxed. So, uh, guys are definitely putting in their work and going through their process. And um, but it's it's been fun so far. Is the approach different for you at all this year? You, I mean, your general manager has been pretty open about the fact that he thinks you're kind of on the track that Michael Kopech was on last year, ideally reaching the majors at some point in the season. How does that affect at all what you're doing now? Uh, it, it really doesn't affect anything. Um, I'm just going to continue to try to figure out what the best process is for me to follow and keep doing that because at the end of the day, that's all, you know, that's all outside noise. I mean, I can only can, uh, can control so much of, you know, of what I'm doing and what's happening to me, so that's all I'm going to focus on. What have you learned? Because it sounds like at this point your stuff is majorly ready. It's yeah. more about building up that arm, building up the, the innings base. What have you learned about that process, about build, training your arm for a heavier load that you face at the major league level that you don't see at any other level of baseball? Yeah, it's uh, a, a big part of it is learning how to be more consistent with your stuff. But um, you know, that is something that I am, I'm still learning, and that's where you know you talk to guys who have been there and um, – so at the end of the day, I know that no matter how much you prepare, I'm sure the big leagues is just a completely different level and something you have to handle when you get up there. But for me, it's just being as prepared as possible for that, which is doing the right things, getting your sleep, eating well, taking care of your body, going in the training room and uh, setting yourself up, putting yourself in the best position to have success. Is it one of those things where, look, you guys all come up as professional athletes here. You're, you're confident in yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So you probably think, oh, I could do it. I can do it. But you got to hear from older guys that are like, no, it's it's definitely a different grind. No, that's the opposite for me. Uh, yeah, I tend to – I'm trying to look at it from every angle that I can just so I can be prepared. Um, no, I'm not, that's – I'm – I'm the guy who I would I love as much information and as much advice from guys who have done it as I can get. So what have you heard so far? That's a good question. Um, in terms of just in general? Just any advice you've gotten, whether it's you know the building up the arm strength or just preparing for what what it's like in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, my, my instinct is to just go with the cliches because really at the end of the day, that's what it is. Basically... Uh, to me, what I see is the guys who can be mo the most disciplined and consistent with their routines and what they're, they're doing are going to be the most successful. And that's not like the sexiest answer, and it's boring, but it's the truth. The guys who are the most fundamentally sound and consistent are the guys who tend to, to do the best. What has this uh, experience been like for you? I mean, coming up with the Cubs originally, getting traded over the White Sox, it's funny because that probably comes up a lot when we have these conversations, but you haven't really spent much time in Chicago anyway, right? No, I mean, I've probably spent all of seven days in Chicago my whole life. Um, and it's always in January, right? It's, yeah, it's Sox Fest, yeah. the worst weather. Yeah. Um, no, it's been a it's been a very interesting ride. It's It's cool to look back at how much I've grown, like, inwardly since I was 18, you know, how immature and and you just don't know anything about life where now I've got a little bit of a of a better feel for it but I'm still not there yet so it's just one of those things that I'm constantly adjusting and, and learning how to handle well, I promise you in the summer it's the best city yeah I've heard nothing I've heard nothing but good things about Chicago so that's that's definitely exciting in the winter we all rather be here though in Arizona I, be, I probably won't be there in the winter so it's good that's the way to do it so I've heard you talk a little bit about yoga how about you give me some advice? I just started doing yoga like two weeks ago. I know from what I've heard, you, you're doing something different, though. Yeah, the, the physical stuff, uh, I'm not doing quite as much with the yoga because we do so much so much training stuff that uh, I like it more for just a spiritual process. And uh, there's a yogi named Sadhguru that I, I like. I read all of his books and his YouTube, and I'm, I'm all in on him. So 
Uh, you know, I just good, great life advice, and I love how he talks about life, like how he talks about death. He just, you know, I, I enjoy his philosophy and his ideas and things, and I want to implement them into my life as much as I can. It seems like the more pitchers I talk to, the more you guys talk about mentality, yeah. and I mean, yeah. you're talking about the mental side of, of this yoga that you do. Why is that so important? Baseball really is a game of failure and, and a, a mental grind, and it's, you know, you're dealing with sometimes your body doesn't feel good. Sometimes you don't, you know, it, you're dealing with so many different variables that the more you can be in control of yourself, the better you're going to be and the more consistent you're going to be. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you, when you watch the product on TV, you look at it, you're like, oh, these guys must all be robots. They can all do this. When really there's a lot that goes into it, and it's not easy. So um, for me, I think... I don't know if there's obviously physical, your physical tools are what's going to get the job done at the end of the day, but I, I don't know if there's anything more important than the mental side of it. I always wonder this too. How do you guys handle the downtime in baseball? Because there is a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's another reason why I like uh, the spiritual stuff is um, I, I enjoy, I'm pretty inquisitive and, and curious about things. So, um, you know, instead of playing video games, I can sit there and try to, you know become more conscious of something or you know look at look at my thoughts look at my emotions whatever i can to just improve even that little bit um makes me feel like i'm being productive and not and not wasting my time so uh for me it's youtube read a book do do different things that might help enhance my life do you have any kind of special relationship with Eloy Jimenez because you guys came over from the cubs together i don't know about special i mean uh he, uh, every time we see each other, he goes, Mia Moore, which is my love. I think we started doing that with the Cubs. But, uh, no, nothing, you know, I, we're friends. Just, But, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm friends with everybody here. So it's, you know, you know, when he signs his big contract, I'll, I'll see if I can't be his cousin or something, you know, get a little bit of that. Maybe you can sign those together. Exactly. Uh, how about this, though? Would it be meaningful for if you guys both ended up at the big league level together this year? Meaningful? Um, it would be fantastic. Uh, I think meaning is subjective, so um, at the end of the day, the only thing that really means anything is if we win ball games or not. So, um, you know, I don't I don't put too much emphasis on myself individually. It, it's more of I'm here to help the team win. He's here to help the team win, and um, I think it's more the fans and the media that like to build guys up, which is fantastic. It's great for baseball, but that's not really the way I look at it. I look at I'm here to do my job, help the team, and that's it. Has he gotten any dingers off you? No, I've only faced him. I haven't faced him in years, and it was just in a live EP back with the Cubs. So he hasn't. But I'm sure if you gave him enough chances, he might get a hold of something. Well, he looks pretty impressive, as do you. Looking forward to seeing both of you, hopefully, in Chicago at some point. Thanks Thank for the time, Dylan. Thank you. I appreciate it. So that's Dylan Cease with Adam Hogue. And my main takeaway from that interview is that Dylan Cease is way smarter than me. And you, Harry. And then Adam no Hogue is doing yoga. And that, too. I don't really buy it. I think Hoga was lying. New segment for White Sox Weekly, Hoga Tips. Hoga has never done yoga. No way. I don't buy it. Hoga, no yoga. Quick timeout. We'll get you into news. Don Kleppett will have that for you in two minutes. 720 WGN. The ball hit deep in the left center field. Stretch. Stretch. Get up. It will. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Yes. A home run by A.J., and the Sox win it 6-5. Yes! Mercy! 
720 WGN. Why are we playing that highlight, Harry? Because Pachki Day is always the day before Ash Wednesday, and that means Tuesday is uh, Pachki Day. And with uh, Chicago having a great big Polish population, we are celebrating. That's a, see now that that's the that's the way we tie it all together here on White Sox Weekly. You don't get that on every show. Right? Do you have a favorite uh, Polish Chicago White Sox player? A favorite Polish. Chicago. Right, because Paulie, people forget Paulie's Polish. AJ, of course. Uh, Greg Luzinski probably comes to mind. He might be my pick. And, and I would not say Jerry Dubzinski after what happened in 83. I mean, I probably would have to go with AJ as well. But I'd like to hear you name more Polish White Sox players if you can. Like 10 more. Can you get there? Uh, let's see. There was uh, Fiskcy uh-huh. and uh, Salome Borohaski uh-huh. and um, uh, Alan Bannisterski. You are talented. Uh-huh. You are just a reminder, by the way, as we awkwardly segue out of that, White Sox baseball coming up at the top of the hour. Farmio and DJ, the only place to hear the White Sox and the Cubs today on your radio on 720 WGN. Now, one guy who's not in the lineup today is Nicky Delmonico. And let us rewind back to SoxFest and Nicky being asked a question uh, which relates to today's ball game. My name's Anthony, and I'm nine, and, um, which fans do you get annoyed by the most? Cubs fans. That was which fans? Cubs fans. Whenever the Cubs play our home, y'all gotta literally give them help. And that was Tim Anderson saying, whenever the Cubs play at guaranteed right field y'all have to literally give them hell so i like it let's ramp up the rivalry harry let's let's get a little and let's be respectful in the stands as well but let's have some fun i hate it that there's only two games in both series this year that's so that's so off-putting to me and that they're missing a friday there's going to be a baseball season where there's a Friday without a game schedule. Which is why I'm highly considering getting married on that Friday, Harry, because there's no baseball. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. Special day. And then the next day... How does Daniel Palka feel about uh, that? I, I don't... I haven't talked to Palka about it. Are you saying that Palka's going to come to the wedding? I'm or... saying that I thought you were going to marry Daniel Palka. You love him. Oh, I see. I got it. Uh, yeah, and we're... And Palka's getting married. So am I. So it's... You know, in another lifetime it might have worked out, but this one's just not going to be... You know, it's just not the scene. But... Uh, it's interesting, though. July 5th, off day, and the Cubs and the White Sox at Guaranteed Right Field on Saturday night, July 6th, and day game on Sunday. So you might have the wedding on Friday. Why wouldn't there be a three-game series there? I, I, like, I, I don't get them, it. Like, what is the point? There's only two games at Wrigley. And, and I mean, these are, these are often, obviously, the most important games are the ones in the division, followed by the ones in the American League. But, you know, you ask a Sox fan, you ask a Cubs fan, what, what team do you want to see them beat? Uh, oftentimes, instead of saying Indians or Cardinals, they'll say the other team. I don't know why there's only two games each. I also loved it last year how they saved one game for late in the season. One series for that late was fun, in the season. Late in September. So even in a scenario where the White Sox were well out of it, and maybe that'll be flipped down the line here, 
it's they, it, somebody's going to get to play spoiler. They hurt the Cubs. They won that Friday game, and they really hurt the Cubs. I believe they beat uh, their former mate Quintana. Right, and the Cubs ended up tied for the division. Played a playoff game at home. How'd that go for them? Not particularly well. All right, uh, I bet you. I bet you Nicky Delmonico is happy. Three <laughs> and Tim Anderson and a bunch of others. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. It's a quick question to White Sox fans: Would you? Is there any team? That you would prefer to beat more than the Cubs. Text line, phone line, 312-981-7200. Whether you're looking to head to the ballpark with 20 people or a few hundred, the Chicago White Sox have, have the perfect option for you. Call 312-674-1000 for information on group outings for 2019. For a convenient, secure way to manage and access your game tickets, choose Mobile Ticket Delivery. When you purchase online, visit WhiteSox.com for more information on mobile ticketing. So I had a slightly disturbing dream last night. Actually, a couple of dreams. One involved Jerry Reinsdorf. The other involved Bruce Levine. Somehow that's going to tie into White Sox Weekly. We'll talk about it next, 720 WGN. 720 WGN, White Sox Weekly. How are you? Smooth. I don't think anybody knows. I think, right, we're we're there. Uh, So, again, Cubs and White Sox coming up here. White Sox baseball on the radio at 2 o'clock. Farmio and DJ on the call. Uh, So one thing that came out this week from MLB.com, the top 10 farm systems and the White Sox rank number four right now. This is uh, all 30 teams, the top 30 prospects list, and the White Sox are fourth. The Padres are first, mm-hmm. followed by the Tampa Bay Rays, followed by the Atlanta Braves, who have eight players in the top 100, which is the most. And think of all the trades the Braves made. That's some pretty good general managing, that they're making all those deals and they're keeping all their hot young talents. Yeah, the Braves, though, have gone from one of the best organizations in baseball to fairly irrelevant for a long time now. Right. They, they have a pitcher, by the way, Mike Soroka. No yeah. relation. Right. Spelled differently, S-O-R-O-K-A, not Mike Soroka mm. from days past. White Good Sox number 33. The White Sox are number four, six in the top 100. Aloy is number three. Kopech is 18. Cease is 21. Luis Robert is 40, Nick Madrigal 47, and Dane Dunning, who had some forearm tightness this week, is number 80. So there you go, White Sox number four overall. Fifth is the Blue Jays, sixth is the Astros, seventh is the Dodgers, eighth is the Twins, ninth the Reds, and number 10, also in the division, the Detroit Tigers with three players in the top 100, highlighted by Casey Mize, who's a right-handed pitcher, number 17, also have a couple other right-handed pitchers, Matt Manning and Franklin Perez, in the top 100. You know the uh, the Sox also have uh, you know young talent in uh, Luis Basabe, Blake Rutherford, but the only like homegrown guys um, on on their list would be um, Robert, Mike Rodolfo, and the newly drafted Nick Madrigal. Right. So, so they've they've really been more than any other team. I mean they they I'm going to quote from the book of Ditka. You cannot achieve your goals unless you set your goals. They set out to build the best minor league system possible, and they traded away, and they got all these great minor league talents, you know, all these great minor league talents, and and this is going to come to fruition very shortly. You cannot achieve your goals Mm -hmm. unless you set your goals. Unless you set your goals. Mm -hmm. 
All right. It sounds simple, but, you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival. There's a band with played three chords, and they're brilliant. I would like to augment that quote by yes. Ditka. Or add, I, 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 yeah, just give me a little augmentation. Set them high. <laughs> yeah, you're into augmentation, are yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, you know, you can achieve your goals unless you set your goals. Don't let's not set the goal as something that's easily attainable. Let's make it a stretch. Dick's first goal was always win the division. That should be the White Sox, right? First which goal. was too low of a goal when he had the greatest what do you mean football too team. Low of a, too <laughs> low of a goal when they had the greatest football team of all time. Should have been winning more titles. Get, go get yourself a quarterback and win and and right, win more, you, more than one Super Bowl. But, but I mean, you. It's very, it's very upsetting to me. It's the, the subject matter it gets me very hot. Well, I'm just speaking truths over here. Which, by the way, so our interview that we played Adam Hogue mm-hmm. down in at Glendale with Dylan Cease. Let's let's play this one little clip, and, and I want you to figure out what Dylan Cease means okay. by this. Oh, hang on. Do I not even pot it up here? I'm sorry. One more time. My bad, Curtis. Go ahead. I think meaning is subjective. I think mean. Adam asked him, will you be up here this year? What would it mean to you? And he said, I think meaning is subjective. I think meaning is subjective. I think meaning is subjective. Well, first of all, I don't believe him. Uh, I think what he is saying in that is it doesn't matter when I get there, as long as when I get there I do my job and I'm ready and I blow people away. But I believe he wants to be up this year, and I would believe he, I believe we'll see him on the south side of Chicago this year. If anybody can interpret that for me, I think meaning is subjective. I would love to get a thought or two. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred in the final seven odd minutes we have here. Meaning is subjective. Subjective. Do you know the definition of subjective? Yeah, subjective is uh, I, it's uh, wh- one of those. You, what, no, subje- subjective is <laughs> I don't how different do people how different people view something based on or influenced by personal feelings, tastes, or opinions, relating to or denoting a case of nouns and pronouns used for subject of a sentence. I love when I try to like actually go to the dictionary to figure out what something means and still don't understand what it means. What the hell does that mean? Relating to or denoting... You know what a, subjective means. I understand. It's based on influence by personal feelings, tastes, or opinions. It's subjective. It's your own thoughts. So, But what would it mean, what would it mean to him? Meaning is subjective. I think meaning is subjective. I, I don't get it. I would love to be clued in. Meaning is subjective. I went to Iowa, got a psychology degree graduated in the lower third of my class at Highland Park High School. That could be the issue. Meaning is subjective. You ever heard of meaning is subjective. You ever heard of a baseball player say anything close to that? That's like Socrates right there. That's like that's 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 serious stuff, Harry. It is serious stuff. What are you looking at on your phone right now? I'm trying to improve my vocabulary constantly. Yeah. So I've got all these different words. Uh huh. Um like uh di- diablery. Do you know what it means? Excuse me? Diablery. No. It's diabolical magic. You think that I'm not, Dylan I'm trying Cease to, is having diagory? No. I, I think it'd be nice if his repertoire of pitchers was, if his repertoire of pitches. His repertoire? His repertoire of pitches was diablery. Are we on the radio? Is this a show? Are we doing something? What, what are you not I think following? The is subjective. <laughs> what, I think, what are you not following? I, I mean, I think the meaning of what you just said is subjective, just like Dylan Cease. 
At least I know what subjective I means. I can't believe the White Sox have a player on their team who says I think meaning is subjective. That's amazing. I also and and the other guy, Lucas Giolito. Mm-hmm. Every time you talk to him, how how'd you pitch? How how how'd it go out there today? And most guys, I felt good. Ball came out of my hand well. Thought that in in second inning, I lost control. I mean, Giolito goes into this deep psychological dive pretty much every time you know or 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 a mechanical dive well i was dragging my back uh, right toe a little bit uh, awkwardly would, it's unbelievable would you that, agree with me that the white Sox have a strong esprit de corps i i i'd like to agree with you i'm not sure that's when you have a uh, a group of people like one unit all working together on the same task ah okay very cool i like that that's what we're all about, Harry. Yeah, it's all about the road that we're gonna. We're all gonna be pulling the rope in the same direction. And this is this is the problem with trying to improve your vocabulary is you end up having to stop your conversation to remember a remember yourself what the word is and then be explained to other people what I the think word meaning is. Meaning is subjective. I mean, me, right? I, I hope we all learn something today. All right, let's do our final quick timeout. We'll talk you up to Ed and DJ. This who, this, se- this segment is moribund. Excuse me, moribund. Yeah, moribund. In a dying state near death. Yep, that's very true. This is a moribund state of action on White Sox Weekly, which will die now, 720 WGN. What's not subjective is the show is over in 90 seconds. Oh, man. Carmen Harry, White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. White Sox baseball coming up, playing the Cubs. Have it for you in, again, 90 seconds or so here. Real fast, my dream last night. Reinsdorf and uh, Bruce. Yeah, the first one was about Reinsdorf. It was about 4 in the morning. I was in a, a sporting goods store. I was looking at bull stuff. Uh-huh. And Jerry walks in, and I get real nervous that Jerry's there, and the White Sox are on WGN, and I'm looking at bull stuff. So then I started looking at White Sox stuff, too. Though I mean, I, I just wanted him to... I wanted to. Do you think he would be upset you love the Bulls? I, I just, I mean, I, I wanted to sh- I wanted to be able to talk to him about what's going on in the radio, So, but I was looking at Bulls, did so then you, I had to move over to White Sox. Did your so Jerry Reinstorf dream go to four overtimes? Did not. And then, and then about an hour, you know, I woke up... Mm-hmm. Was you know cold sweats the whole thing? Oh my God, I'm dreaming about Reinsdorf. Then I go back to bed, and then you know two hours later, I'm dreaming about Bruce Levine, who's Bruce. covered baseball in this town for you know uh, the best fifteen decades. The best, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know we 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 just had a deep discussion about about the White Sox bullpen, and I was I was I I was I thought I won the argument, and I and I garnered this respect from Bruce. It was a big moment for me, Harry. That's wonderful. Bruce liked my baseball thoughts at about 5.36 this morning in my dreams. Uh, but real quick, the last time Jerry Reinsdorf slept in a sleeping bag was at the Rich Carlton Hotel. That's an interesting tidbit as we say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed White Sox Weekly, White Sox Baseball, right now, 720 WGN.